Matt Major, Matt Major Show. Back with you on a Tuesday morning, March the 16th. What's going on, everybody? Hope you had a good weekend. So we were not here yesterday. This is a Tuesday, but it feels like a Monday. We have got all kinds of interesting things going on today. We've got updates on the Governor Cuomo situation. At the end of last week, not on the show, but when we were off on Friday, I publicly called for the resignation of the mayor of the village of Ilion. We're going to get into a little bit of why and give you a little update on that situation. We got John Oliver just absolutely destroying Tucker Carlson. We're going to watch a little bit of that, talk about that, talk about how his Bubba the Love Sponge interviews have come back to bite him. Again, we're going to get into Bill Maher. I haven't done a good Bill Maher rant yet on this show. Used to be a huge fan. We'll get into all of it. But first, I'd love it if you would, right now, like, follow, subscribe. If you're watching this live on Twitch, go click that button. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and ring the bell, as they say. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, the links are all below, right there on the screen. Jump on there, give us a follow, give us a like, click that button. That's That helps us immensely, costs you nothing. Also, keeps you plugged in, though. Because when you follow and subscribe in all those places, if you go to 315 Live, little box pops up. Hey, do you want notifications? Yes. Yes, you definitely want notifications. Because as new episodes and new posts go up, it lets you know. Tells you where the good stuff is. I strongly encourage you to do that. 315Live.fm slash Matt Major is the home base, but you can just go to 315live.fm and browse the massive amounts of content that we have there from a wide variety of content creators. It's not all lunatic leftist content like you see here on the Matt Major Show. We've got a wide variety of things from different creators, different topics, entertainment, trivia. I'm very excited to hear that the Carlson cast is coming back. You're going to be able to find that on 315 Live as well as all over Facebook and YouTube and all that. The Carlson cast is is an awesome thing. It is a comedy podcast that takes place at the Carlson Comedy Center in Rochester. And they have just the most perfect setup, you know, as these big-name, I mean, A-list national touring comedians come in to do the comedy show in Rochester, part of their deal is they got to sit down and talk to this podcast. And it's it's just incredible. It's one of the top-rated comedy podcasts as podcasts go. My buddy Vinny Paulino out in Rochester hosts the whole thing. He does an incredible job of kind of getting in the heads and, and just helping you learn a little bit about some of your most favorite comedians. And it's pretty cool, thanks to the finally lifting restrictions on comedy shows the comedy club has been able to reopen which means the podcast can come back and i'm pretty excited about that check that out if you don't already follow them again it's on 315 live but you can also find that anywhere you find podcasts shout out to the crew from the carlson cast very excited to see you guys come back and and very excited to see everything open back up right i am a i am a guy that strongly advocated and still does for the safety measures of this virus for shutting down for not leaving your house I was big on that I mean I fucking sell sweatshirts to that effect themerchlink.com FYI but I don't really want it to be that way I I desperately want people to get back out and it is my hope and I've said this many times but I'll say it again it is my hope that this year of lockdown 
helped us kind of get that out of our systems. And it's my, my hope that going forward, as everybody gets the vaccine, as things open back up and, and we return to normal life once again, I am hope, I'm hoping that we are so sick of sitting home that people never sit home again. I hope that we return to not just pre-pandemic, but, you know, maybe 20 years ago levels of participation in activities outside the home. You know, for years, long before we had any crisis, the number of people going out to bars, going out to events, joining community groups, clubs, organizations, literally getting out of the house and being around other people had been in decline. And, and for a wide variety of reasons that I'm not going to debate, but what I'm trying to say is, is my hope now that we will come back with a vengeance. That people will come out for the concert that they previously just debated. I don't know if I want to buy a ticket. Now you're going to go. Because you remember not having the option to buy a ticket previously. I hope it helps people kind of live in the moment. Not him and haw so much. Enjoy the shit. The next pandemic, folks, could lock us down for five years. Could kill us all. I mean, the idea that this is a once-in-history event is not supported by the facts. And while we hope we don't experience such a thing again in our lifetime, we might. So go live your life when you can. And that's just a bit of advice from me that seems to fit all the time. So let's get into this Tucker shit. A couple disclaimers before we do this. First and foremost, I fucking hate Tucker Carlson. I like the famous George Carlin clip. Of course, he wasn't talking about Tucker Carlson, but it fits so well. Where he goes, fuck Tucker, Tucker sucks. I've known Tucker well because I've been a longtime fan of the Bubba the Love Sponge show. I know Bubba. Bubba's given me opportunities at radio. He's been great to me. He also has been friends with Tucker for a long time. And by friends, I mean Tucker would be willing to do his show. So fuck yeah, Bubba's going to run with that. I don't knock him for that at all. Bubba is a shock jock. He is the ultimate shock jock. Tucker is supposed to be this sort of respectable news guy. And he would go on the Bubba show often. And the one thing that I will say, we're going to play some clips, but the one thing that I will say is if you didn't listen to the Bubba the Love Sponge show, if you weren't a Bubba fan, if you didn't sit through those whole segments, and by the way, Tucker would come on for 20, 25 minutes at a pop. It wasn't like a, a drop-in type of thing. If you watched that, you would realize that like 90% of Tucker on that show was over-the-top, absurd, sarcastic. That was kind of his mode. He was kind of the buddy that would, you know, just say these outlandish, ridiculous things, many of which I don't know that he necessarily subscribes to. But he was, uh, you know, he was playing the shock jock game. He was on the shock jock show, so he, he thought he would have to do his thing. You'll see other outlets now take these clips and really beat Tucker up with them. They are slightly out of context. Not all of them. But what I will say, I don't want people to, oh, so you're defending him? You're saying all this is out of context? No, Tucker's a piece of shit. And his true core values and views are deplorable. Something that you won't see in any of these clips I'm going to show you is one of the most disgusting moments Tucker ever had, one of the few times I've ever shut off the radio show, is when he made the statement that welfare, any sort of welfare, the fact that we have a welfare system is the biggest problem with the United States of America, period. That wasn't out of context. 
He was dead ass serious. It's disgusting and ignorant. But John Oliver, gotta love John Oliver. He did a deep dive, and we're not going to take you through the whole segment because he literally spent, you know, 17, 20 minutes, something like that. The majority of last week's show on Tucker pointed out Tucker's insane white supremacy. But I just, I, I really want to talk about the bubble clips, so I'm not going to make you sit through the whole thing. Just, you know, part of it. Stretch. You can't know what Tucker means by our heritage and culture. You should know that he hasn't always been that disciplined about his messaging. In the late 2000s, he used to call into a radio show hosted by shock jock Bubba the Love Sponge. And in those calls, the thin veil covering his racism would occasionally get thrown off in moments like this. The thin veil. Iraq is a crappy place filled with a bunch of, you know, semi-literate primitive monkeys. But I just have zero sympathy for them or their culture, a culture where people just don't use toilet paper or forks. Okay. So this is kind of what I'm talking about. There's some truth to this in how he feels. But this particular, those both those statements were an example of him trying to be over the top, shocking, in his mind, funny about these things. Now, don't get me wrong. Making bad racist jokes is just as racist as hating other races. But, I, and honestly, it, it might speak to his character even more, right? Like, he's not just the typical old man racist who, well, he grew up with that, and, and you give him some sort of pass, which is bullshit. Don't get me wrong. But he's, you know, trying to make these bad jokes because he thinks they're going to win over the crowd. It's almost more concerning. That isn't just incredibly offensive. It's also the kind of fact-free cultural hot take that is the essential Tucker Carlson experience. Because while it is clearly by no means the most important thing there, for the record, table forks were apparently first used in the Middle East and Byzantine Empire and were still conspicuous... <laughs> this is why I love John Oliver. Because, you know, I'll just sit here and tell you this guy's a fucking idiot. I, I don't put in the labor. And again, I guess this is what happens when you have a HBO show with a multi-million dollar budget and an entire staff literally an entire staff to put together one 30-minute episode per week. Like, shout out to John Oliver. I want that gig. I do an hour every day. I do all the prep myself. I do all the post-editing and posting afterwards myself. I do it all. This is 100% a a one-man operation. So I don't get to do these cool little asides. But shout out to John absent in Europe until centuries later. In fact, when the niece of a Byzantine emperor brought a case of forks to Venice for her wedding feast in the 11th century, she was roundly condemned by the local clergy for her decadence, with one saying, God in his wisdom has provided man with natural forks, his fingers, therefore it is an insult to him to substitute artificial metal forks for them when eating, which is absolutely fascinating because it's not just a full refutation of Tucker's lazy racism, (laughs) it's also a very fun fork fact. The the crazy thing about Tucker Carlson is how popular he is because his takes are just plain shitty. And it's very interesting to see. I, I have a theory. And my theory is anybody you put on Fox News in that time slot, unless it's me, who goes full left, you could pander just a tiny bit to that crowd and have their cult of sycophants behind you. I'm not sure they really give a shit about the personality. I think they just want, you know, rah-rah, please say my views on TV. Also, you can tell me what my views are, because that's a common thing. When I started this piece, I said that these clips come back to bite Tucker again. Tucker doesn't do the Bubba show anymore, ever since he got that big gig on Fox. And what's funny is he is probably much worse on Fox in his attempts 
to be honest and, and tell you his honest opinion than the attempts to be funny on a shock jock show, right? What's up, Jack? Jack and Mo cooking show on the chat. Forgive me if I'm not paying attention to the chat. But we have a clip. This is a couple of years ago from the Young Turks where they pulled some other Tucker appearances from Bubba. And we're going to share them with you now. So let's take a listen to the first video. Well, actually, he's not in prison for that. He didn't warn Jeff didn't marry underage girls. No, he, he's, in, he's in prison for facilitation of child rape. Whatever the hell that means. So I wish they would properly label this. Co-host, this is Brent Hatley you're speaking. You can go follow Brent on Twitch right now. Brent and his wife do a Twitch stream on a regular basis. It's pretty wild, not going to lie. But, you know, check that out. Again, it's when they say co-host, this is Brent Hatley accurately arguing. He was the co-host of the Bubba the Love Sponge show at the time, accurately arguing uh, with Tucker Carlson about a convicted and imprisoned super child predator. That means he's that in prison. he's in prison because that, he's weird and unpopular, no. and he has a different lifestyle that other people find creepy. No, he's an accessory to the rape of children. That is a felony and a serious one at that. What do you mean an accessory? He's like got some weird religious cult where he thinks it's okay to you know marry underage girls. But again, this is like the weakest attempt ever to be edgy. That, that's what he's doing. He's trying to be cool. He's trying to play the, the the super contrarian guy. But in reality, he's just a piece of shit. He didn't do it. Why wouldn't the guy who actually did it, who had sex with an underage girl, he should be the one who's doing what? life. The, ra- the, the rapist in this case has made a lifelong commitment to live and take care of the person. So I... it is a little different. I mean, let's just be honest that's... about it. He's not accused of touching anybody. He is accused of facilitating a marriage between a 16-year-old girl and a 27-year-old man. Oh, is that all? Oh, no big deal. The accusation. That's what they're calling felony rape. I know, but in in our state... I'm sorry. Now, this this guy may be a tough rape. Defending rapists. It's weird because if you watch a Tucker Carlson show on Fox right now, he'll tell you that the immigrants are rapists and, you know, every bill to give people voting rights back after they've been in jail and, and all these things. It's all, all the, the evil criminals, the rapists are going to come for you. Here's a clip of Tucker going, it's bullshit that this child rapist was charged as such. It's his position. Just telling you that arranging a marriage between a 16-year-old and a 27-year-old is not the same as pulling a stranger off the street and raping her. That's a really strange thing to get into a debate about, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes, Anna. It absolutely is. But that's, again, that's, that's Tucker Carlson. That's what he does. I mean, that's really his whole shtick, right? is being the guy that will give the asshole take. That's what makes him cool. He's one of those guys. As George Carlin said, fuck Tucker. Tucker sucks. We've got a little bit of news on the Governor Cuomo front. Well, that is to say there's no news. The situation is is continuing. I feel, in my opinion, it's getting worse for the governor. There's more and more accusations coming out. The accusations are getting a little more... Uh, troubling, but the governor ain't going anywhere, at least according to him. Damn near everybody is calling for him to resign, except for President Biden. Joe Biden is playing the I want to see the investigation pan out card, while his colleagues, including both our senators, Schumer and Gillibrand, have both called for Governor Cuomo to resign. And they're now talking about launching impeachment in the New York State Legislature. The wackiest part of all of this is there was a recent Siena College poll in the last couple of days where it said half of the state doesn't want him to resign. It also said two-thirds of the people polled would reelect him. I believe, and don't get me wrong, and I apologize because I closed the window before I could show it to you, 
I believe when they say two-thirds re-elect him, that's of the people that elected him the first time. It's not necessarily two-thirds of the state. But the fact that half the state wants him to stay is a little surprising to me. And Now, I'm not going to be one of these people that claims they don't trust the poll or they think the poll is fake because I don't agree with it. That's fucking stupid. They conducted a scientific poll and documented how they did it and provided the data. But it's a wild concept to me because when you think about it, first and foremost, everybody in central New York anyway will go around telling you that everyone in New York hates Governor Cuomo, hate his guts, want him removed. Long before any of these accusations come out, that was their stance. Even though he had, you know, just won his last election with like 67% of the vote or some shit. Like it's what's known as a supermajority, a landslide. But people would claim that, you know, everybody hates his guts. Well, clearly everybody didn't hate his guts. But now you have a lot of folks who were supporting him, who spoke friendly of him. I mean, I frequently complimented the job that he did on a number of different things. Doesn't mean I loved the guy. Doesn't mean I ever thought he was perfect. But I appreciated the particular moves he made on a few particular issues. Guys like me that could at least find that uh, have come to the conclusion that he's got to go. A lot of his hardcore supporters have come to the conclusion that he's got to go. Add to that to the folks that hated him to start with. And the fact that we're still at only half the state thinks he should go is a weird concept, man. I would like to see resolution. Now, I believe that he should resign because of the things that he's already even admitted. It's This isn't, this isn't a whodunit, as they say. You know, there there are some of the more serious allegations that he vehemently denies. But he admits enough of the other ones that should be enough on their own. If we have to spend months in this state consumed with this bullshit, going through a state impeachment hearing like we did on the federal level that did nothing for us, I'm going to have a big fucking problem with that. And I will rest that at the feet of Governor Cuomo, who in that case would be refusing to go out of stubbornness. I don't know. I don't like getting in the in the business of, of telling people, especially politicians, that they should leave office. I, I take that very seriously. They were elected. There's a term. It's easy to get them out after that term if they're really that bad. In my opinion, you've got to be pretty egregious to, for, for me anyway, to call for you to step down while in progress, even if I don't like you. But we find ourselves here, ironically, find myself here calling for the resignation of not only Governor Cuomo, but also Mayor Brian Lamica, the mayor of Ilian, New York. And just so you know, you can go to themerchlink.com. I'll provide the link in the bottom, and you can grab some shirts in support of this effort, in support of the Ilian firefighters. And you can buy this great Mr. Mayor Please Resign t-shirt. I, I don't sell these things to profit off them. I want to make that clear. Any any profit made off of these particular shirts will go to the legal fees or the legal funds, whatever the firemen in Ilian need. I'm just going to be straight straightforward about that. I'm not trying to profit on this. I'm trying to give folks a way to express their opinion. The reason that I went from criticizing to calling for the resignation of Mayor Lamica is because he's made it very, very clear that he has no interest in how things are supposed to work. None. This is a man that was a career police officer. This is a man I respected as a police officer, by the way. This is one of the few guys that 
in my mind, showed me an example of a cop who wasn't totally out of control. But now he's the mayor and unfortunately has this police officer mindset. And the police officer mindset, and I don't agree with it, but again, we're not going to debate this. Their mindset is take action to resolve the situation at hand. I'm not responsible for the consequences of that action. My job is to do what I feel is best at that particular moment. All on my own. It's not the way most anything else in the world works, and it is especially not the way elected office works. There are rules. There are contracts. There is a village charter. And I have a couple of those things to show you. All of those things say what you can and can't do, and they say how you're supposed to go about these things. Mayor Lamica, he don't give a fuck about any of that. He didn't bother to read that stuff in advance before he was elected. He didn't bother to school himself on it when he took the position. He didn't bother to look at any of this stuff as he's taken all these actions. It's completely, completely irresponsible. Completely in violation of so many things. It's not even funny. Open meetings laws. I mean, it's been reported to me that uh, he's conducted multiple village board meetings without even calling the meeting to order. Now, this is one of those goofy, like, parliamentarian, you know, procedures that we have in, in government. But it is a legal thing. And technically, if you don't call the meeting to order, nothing you did in the meeting is legal. You don't give a fuck. You know, do do whatever you want. Figure it out later. That's That's what a mayor can do, right? But that's the attitude that Brian Lamica brings to his office. This here is a piece of Illion, New York's charter. Basically says what the town can and can't do. In it, it talks about the ambulance service, which is run by the Illion Fire Department. You, you might note here, Section B, the administrator designated by the village board shall be shall provide for staffing of the department solely from personnel employed by the Village of Illion Fire Department. This is an important thing. Because what this is saying is, if you want to run the Village Ambulance Service, you have to be an employee of the Illion Fire Department. Why is this important? Well, because the mayor has just, without discussion and not allowing public comment even on the matter, has entered into an agreement with a neighboring municipality, the city of Little Falls, to use their fire chief to run the Illion Fire Department two days a week for half a day each day. Complete and clear violation of the village's charter. In simpler terms, it just doesn't work that way. Did the mayor of Illion bother to look at that? No. Has he even seen what I'm showing you on the screen, at least before he made these decisions? If I were a betting man, I'd say no. Dan in the chat says he thinks he's fucking Ron fucking Swanson. Ron fucking Swanson is awesome. Listen, Ron Swanson might have been an anti-government libertarian, but at least he had common sense. He would at least read the rule book and figure out how to do the shit he wants to do according to the rules. We ain't got that here. What we've got is, again, someone who acts first, worries about the consequences later. It's not how you administer a town. Mr. Lamica, you are clearly unqualified and unfit to hold this position. You have made statements that are untrue and defamatory to the media 
multiple times. He's clearly stated that people are on, under investigation when they are not. He has done this all under the threat of some sort of liability. That's what this whole thing is about. We got an anonymous complaint, not an anonymous complaint. We got a complaint from a disgruntled former employee. The complaint has not been disclosed. The employee has not been disclosed. But the village had to take action, according to the mayor, because that complaint could be a potential liability. The mayor's reaction is an absolute liability. It's not a potential liability. It's not maybe. Lawsuits from multiple parties are coming. They already have a $450 law firm working on this issue. Keep in mind, the Village Villian has an attorney, a standing village attorney, like any municipality does. They got a regular lawyer on retainer. Apparently, he's not good enough for that. We're so concerned about this liability that we're spending 450 bucks a click to bring in an expert. I mean, is that literally not what you are trying to avoid? Is that not your excuse that, you know, the liability because of what it could cost us, right? It's costing you now. It's it's absolutely incredible. I also have, and I'll link you to this because this is long, but I also have a copy of the Alien Fire Department's union contract. This is a signed binding contract as any union agreement is between an employer and the union the workers in this case the employer is the village villain in it it clearly defines the procedures for discipline and investigations what's supposed to happen how things are are supposed to go the rights of the accused and I'm not going to take you through every paragraph of this, but I encourage you, especially if you're watching this video later on, to click the link and, and read through it. Because it gives some very, very clear steps that you will see have not been followed at all. So now we're in violation of the open meetings rules. We are breaking the union contract. We are in violation of the village's charter. And again, my biggest issue with all of these things is the fact that the mayor didn't care to know any of this stuff before he acted. Before he put the village in this position, before he put the residents and the taxpayers in this position. Again, we want to talk about liability. This is a massive liability, 100% created by Mayor Lamica, 100%. He is solely responsible for this. So if by his own logic, if you are responsible for creating an incredible liability against the village, you need to go. Mayor Lamica, by his own token, needs to go, right? We can't possibly have any liabilities in this village, especially not from pure incompetence, which is exactly what this is. This man is not qualified to be an elected official. He doesn't have the patience to read the fucking rule book. Keep in mind, he was a cop. Understanding the law should be something that, you know, was ingrained in him, but it's not. And again, that comes from American law enforcement where they get to act and it's prosecutors and courts. They get to sort the shit out. There's almost no accountability for an officer that makes an arrest for something that you really shouldn't charge somebody for or couldn't charge somebody for or isn't enough evidence for. Right. Happens every day in America. Cops do as I say. I mean, even lawyers will tell you that. You're getting arrested. The cop's giving you a hard time. You don't fight with the cop. You don't give him a hard time. You deal with it in court. You deal with it with the prosecutor. You don't make your situation worse, right? And the cops know that. You can't bring that mentality to executive elected office. It does not work that way. I don't know. We will have more on this issue Going forward, I've got some more interviews scheduled. Uh, we're going to keep you up to date on this. Of course, this is a, I don't want to say rapidly 
evolving thing because one of the biggest issues is they've dragged their feet out. Unfortunately, it's a thing that probably isn't going to come to resolution soon. Just wasting more money and more resources. And by the way, the Village of Villian and the entire Herkimer County is at a public safety deficit because of this. And when I say because, nobody actually has the reason why. So remember that next time there's a huge fire in Herkimer County and a bunch of the most well-trained firefighters in the area aren't allowed to respond. Fucking crazy. Off topic, Jack and Mo Cooking Show in the chat. Did you see the Herkimer Fridge and the Utica Fridge have new homes? Yeah, I, I talked about previously the Herkimer Fridge. I believe it moved to in front of the Reformed Church. I don't have the address in front of me on the Utica Fridge, but you know, remember, they were looking for a new home for that. And I think on Thursday or Friday, whenever we were on last, I teased that that was coming. It looks like they had found the location. Well, that is now open. Uh, and again, I don't have the exact address, but I know it was close to the previous one. You're in the Utica area. Hope House on South Street. Thanks, Jack. Jack had the information ready to go. If you're in the Utica area or the Herkimer area and you've got some extra food in your fridge, that's a cool thing I like about this effort because most food banks, most food drives, I mean, when I was in Boy Scouts, this is one of the things we did. It was a food drive and you you had to collect non-perishables, right? Stuff that could sit on a shelf for a long time. Canned goods. Mostly boring stuff, let's be honest, right? Uh, a refrigerator is a whole nother situation. And unfortunately, you're not stocking this thing up and it's not going to sit on the shelves for months before somebody needs it. A hungry family is going to take what you donate, potentially even the same day. But again, the, the addition of uh, a fridge means you can put better stuff in there. You can put uh, stuff that might spoil otherwise, stuff that is technically perishable. 112th, 112th. South Street in Utica is the actual address. If you're hungry, that's what it's there for. If you got a little surplus food in your own fridge, go put it in this one. That's my uh, personal appeal to you to feed our hungry neighbors. Nobody should be hungry. Richest nation in the world. It's absurd to think that there are children that don't have enough food in their stomachs. That's where we're at. Oh, let's take a look at this. And finally, new rule, you're not going to win the battle for the 21st century if you are a silly people. And Americans are a silly people. Bill Maher. Oh, Bill Maher. This is... This bothers me. I'm going to be completely honest. I used to call myself a Bill Maher liberal. Full disclosure. Now, to be honest, nowadays I don't even call myself a liberal because that particular term has been co-opted or, or given to establishment Democrats. Excuse me. They are the liberals. Bill Maher is technically the liberal now, right? And I am a leftist or a progressive or somebody who just has the same values that Bill Maher used to have that he immediately abandoned. A lot of people will point to different times. You know, he's been on so long that he also gets the rap similar to SNL, where it's chic to say that, you know, he's been bad for 100 years. You can debate that. My issue with Bill really started. Well, I got a couple issues with Bill. Uh, one, first and foremost, and I've, I've said this before, and I've tweeted it out, and I've provided photographic evidence. Bill Maher, or more effectively, his writers have used the same jokes that I've made on many occasions after I made them. Now, when I say that, do I think that his writers are one of the, you know, 11,000 people that follow me on Twitter and they saw my joke and stole it? Probably not. Most likely, in all these cases, the joke that I made was a semi-obvious joke and the fact that I happened to make it before these guys made it and put it on television is just a coincidence, right? But in 2015, keep in mind for years I had been watching Bill Maher. And Bill Maher was the guy who talked about how much we need liberal policies. 
Bill Maher is the guy who introduced me to Bernie Sanders and to Cory Booker and to Cornell West and to Jonathan Waters and to so many incredible figures that nobody else would have on TV, right? And he was a guy that sat there, and I remember this specific episode. He was mad at the Democrats, and he slammed his fist down on the desk. And he says, damn it, when are we going to try some real liberal politicians with some real liberal policies for once? Yeah, that would be a nice change. We've tried this conservative approach for decades and decades, my entire life now. Let's be honest. How about we try something different? 1,000% agree with that. Fast forward a few months later, it was 2015, and, and the primaries were going on. And we found out our choices in the Democratic primary were going to be Bernie Sanders, the super liberal that Bill Maher introduced me to, the guy who actually promotes all the policies that Bill Maher pounces his fist on the desk about. Bill Maher's got to be excited about this, right? No. No. Bill Maher's exact quote in 2015 and 2016, before a single primary vote was cast, was something along the lines of, you really want the steak, but take the chicken. Meaning, we know you really want Bernie and everything he does, but that's not realistic, so you have to vote for Hillary. Now, we all know how that worked out. But the point is, he had the opportunity to do what he claimed he was always for. He said, nah. Nah, we're not going to actually do it. Which is really emblematic from a lot of these, and again, I'll call them today, liberals, establishment Democrats, right? But the other issue I have with Bill Maher is, unfortunately, he's going full boomer. And while I hate, you know, generational issues, I will, and repeatedly, and people call me ageist for it, talk about boomers. The reason is, they've been in charge forever. They've got a long resume and a long history to talk about. That resume and history is full of failure and some of the worst moves ever. Boomers took some of the best economic times in the history of the United States, and they decimated it. They decimated the middle class. They decimated the economy. They were the ones who put the student loan scam in place and then blame today's young people for taking on loans to go to college, as they told them to do. So many issues with it. The biggest issue I have with it, and I'll be honest, I really hope that when I get up in age, I remember this, and I don't have the same get-off-my-lawn perspective. But the reality is things change. Generations change. The younger generation remakes the world in their image. The same way the boomers did when they were the younger generation, the same way the boomers' parents and grandparents the greatest generation remade the world when they had control of it. This is how this is how life works, right? But you get so many of these people that get to the old age and they just, just freak the fuck out because change and doing anything differently than the way they did it, even though they did it horribly, that's a problem. And you go to blaming everything that's happening in the world, even though it's the result of your choices and your actions and your moves. I'm going to blame the young generation for it. And then I'm going to attack them for wanting to approach these problems differently. That is, unfortunately, the old men mentality. And it knows no party. As you will see here, ignorant boomer outrage is a bipartisan effort. Because in this clip... In Bill Maher's rant, he's going off on China in a way that would make Donald Trump proud. That's the classic phrase from Lawrence of Arabia when Lawrence tells his Bedouin allies that as long as they stay a bunch of squabbling... Lawrence of Arabia. 
this is how far this guy is out of touch. What was that movie made in like 1920-something? Who the fuck gets that reference? Hey, HBO, you're going crazy with this HBO Max, this this brand new streaming service that doesn't use traditional cable TV. It's targeted at young people who stream. How the fuck is this the content you're delivering to them? This is this is like the Fox News approach. We're going to serve the most dying demographic in America. Because that's a winning business proposition. I call that the blockbuster business plan. Tribes, they will remain a silly people. Well, we're the silly people now. Do you know who doesn't care that there's a stereotype of a Chinese man in a Dr. Seuss book? China. All 1.4 billion of them could give a crouching tiger flying fuck. Yeah, because no Chinese people are ever offended by bad stereotypes ever. Because they're not a silly people. If anything, they are as serious as a prison fight. Look, we all know... Because they live in a prison. You get that, right? You understand the difference between how China is run and how the United States is? No? Okay. China does bad stuff. They break. Just going to give you a heads up. I'm probably going to skip around in this video. If you want to watch the full thing, it's on HBO. It's free. Promises about Hong Kong autonomy. They put Uyghurs in camps and punish dissent. And we don't want to be that. But it's got to be something <laughs> between authoritarian government that tells everyone what to do and a representative government that can't do anything at all. Well, it can, actually. If your side, the Democrats, the impotent Democrats, as I call them, would grow a fucking pair. I mean, look at this COVID bill. All their demands, all the claims that they got elected for, this is what we're going to do. We're going to give you A, B, and C, and D. Damn near every one of them got cut or reduced. The reason they got cut or reduced was to make this bipartisan and make the, the Republicans happy. Except the Republicans are in the minority, and not a single one voted for the fucking bill anyway. You didn't need to cut anything. You could have just done everything that you claimed you were going to do, as Republicans do. They get their shit passed. They don't play games. They don't worry about how you feel about it. It's incredible. Artie says, do you know how many Asian Americans there are? Those Asian Americans are beaten in the streets over these stereotypes. They care. Yeah, Absolutely. What an absurd comment that an entire race of people wouldn't be offended at offensive stereotypes. Give me a fucking break. And listen, I'm I'm the most anti-politically correct guy in town, but there's being politically correct and, and being obnoxious, and there's just being straight up unfunny and racist that's what this is also just a real quick sidebar dr seuss wasn't canceled because of outrage or offense it was the company that owns his work said yeah we don't like this and we're not going to put it out anymore and we own it and we can do that but please rant on bill in two generations china has built 500 entire cities from scratch moved the majority of their huge population from poverty to the middle class and mostly cornered the market in 5G and pharmaceuticals. Oh, and they bought Africa. Let's unpack that for a second. Yeah, they've built like crazy. It's amazing. You can do that when you have no regulation and no care for the environmental impact. There's also a smog over China that that lives there. Like... You know how we bitch about wearing masks? They have to wear masks all the time because of the fucking air quality. But yeah, can we get some more of that? Also, when he's talking about, you know, they're beating us in 5G and they're beating us in medicine. Yeah, because they steal everybody's fucking patents. Like, they have they have no concern for international patent law. You can buy knockoff literally anything in China. Yeah, why why have they succeeded? Because they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, Bill, let's get some more of that. 
<laughs> road initiative is the biggest in by the way the funny thing about bill maher's audience if you hear them laugh is they're all his staffers because you can't have crowds yet you can't have the public back in the studio anymore but bill could not do a show on his own from home what i'm doing right now he tried to do during the pandemic and it was fucking horrible without the fake laugh track and it's not a fake laugh track it's real people that are laughing when the applause sign comes on you know without that reaction of telling you how you're supposed to feel he fucking floundered man he could not wait to get back in the studio even if he had to fill the seats with his own crowd who are literally paid to laugh at his jokes infrastructure project in history that some of them wrote by the way indebting not just that continent but large parts of Asia, Europe, and the Middle East to the people who built their roads, bridges, and ports. If you want to go anywhere in the world... Again, we're, we're running low on time, so we're going to skip ahead because there's a portion of this. Airports look like this, and ours look like this. Really? This, this is your fucking criticism? And don't get me wrong. I think that we need to invest more in infrastructure and more in making it look good. Right. There is something to, to be said about a good modern aesthetic. There is something there is value above just being functional. Right. But he's comparing a brand new facility to a dated one. Now, maybe China doesn't have any dated facilities whatsoever, but I find that hard to believe. Also. Bill, why aren't you showing the Denver airport? One of the biggest, most modern most artistically decorated airports in the entire globe. That's that's ours too, Bill. Hell, Atlanta, Reagan, damn near any airport inside of LaGuardia instead of this one shot of a sign inside a parking garage. Look at this picture. This is inside a fucking parking garage. And this is what he's comparing to pretty architectural design inside a facility. Step foot in the airport, Bill. This this is your fucking point. This is this is uh, Tucker Carlson level. Fox News just stupid bullshit. China's better than us because I took a picture of a dirty sign. Get the fuck out of here. In San Francisco, it took ten years just to get two bus lines through environmental review. The big dig. A tunnel in Boston took full of corruption. 16 years, and don't get me started on my solar hookup. Now, listen, this is a valid gripe, and Bill's been bitching about this for a long time. He's been trying to get solar power in his home in California. And all of the regulations and rules and things like that have taken him this long, and he still hasn't gotten it approved, hasn't gotten whatever. That's a valid gripe. I'm not going to lie. There is such a thing as, uh, I don't want to say over-regulation, but stupid regulation, right? There, There is absolutely a point. It, this is not binary. This is not every regulation in the world is awesome or all should be gone. There is a nuance to this, and he points out a, a very real issue. Again, the other side of that issue, when comparing it to China, they have no regulation. They can do whatever the fuck they want. They don't care what they destroy or who they displace, or what. This is not the answer, Bill. And again, the big dig in Boston, the biggest issue there was corruption. But that's, again, a whole different story. China once put up a 57-story skyscraper in 19 days. They demolished and rebuilt the San Yuan Bridge in Beijing in 43 hours. They can do that because they put thousands of workers on the job simultaneously. Which is like, hey, why doesn't America put thousands of workers on the job simultaneously? Probably because those thousands of workers cost the Chinese company the same thing as 100 workers in the United States. You go, oh, well, see, oh, that's a problem. No, it's not a fucking problem. These Chinese people, I don't want to say they're paid slave wages. They're, they're paid real wages in that country. But it's pennies. Why can't we do this? Because, you know, we don't treat 
modern humans like fucking worker bees. We binge watch. They binge build. When COVID hit Wuhan. That's not a, that's not a, it's not a plus, Bill. The United States currently has three homes empty for every homeless person. What the fuck we need to build more for? The city built a quarantine center with 4,000 rooms in 10 days, and they barely had to use it because they... Artie says they, they also don't care about taking the time to do things cleanly, getting back to the air quality issue. Exactly. They don't give a fuck. They just go nuts. Quickly arrested the spread of the disease. It's like Brian Lamica runs China. They were back to throwing raves in swimming pools while we were stuck at home surfing the dark web for black market Charmin. Hey, so was New Zealand and Australia. Weird that we shouldn't be more like them, Bill. We're not losing to China. We lost. Also, where are the jokes? We're almost out of time, but... Returns just haven't all come in yet. They made robots that check a kid's temperature and got their asses back in school. Most of our kids are still pretending to take Zoom classes while they watch TikTok and their brain cells slowly commit ritual suicide. <laughs> As George Bush once said, <laughs> Get off my lawn. Said, is our children learning? There's a progressive trend now to sacrifice merit for equity. Colleges are chucking the SAT and ACT test, and in New York, Mayor de Blasio announced merit would no longer decide who gets into the schools for advanced learners, but rather a lottery. Half the things he's talking about are COVID response. System. You think China's doing that? Letting political correctness get in the way of nurturing their best and brightest? You think Chinese colleges are off? It's not political correctness. Offering other people opportunities has nothing to do with political correctness. There was no outcry to make this happen. Offering courses in the philosophy of Star Trek, the sociology of Seinfeld, and surviving the coming zombie. Elective education is bad now, Bill? Is that what you're saying? This is, this is the official liberal position. I don't know if anybody knows this, but Bill Maher is a professional comedian and entertainer. He's been in a few movies. It's weird that you of all people are going to bash degrees that study entertainment. The apocalypse, those are real, and so is China, and they are eating our lunch. Also, like... You don't think China has degrees in random things that you personally don't find interesting? I mean, you know, I, I get that they're this radical communist country, but do you think that, like, they only offer engineering and computer science in Chinese schools? That's the only option that you have in the world if you're Chinese? This whole rant is, like, the most ignorant fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And again, I bring this up because this is incredibly sad because this guy used to be the one who had some common sense. He would say shit that other people didn't want to say. He would say things that were controversial, say things a lot of people didn't agree with, myself included. But we've gone beyond nuanced points of dissent and moved on to just full-on angry old man content. Get off my fucking lawn. This is what Bill Maher has become. I I don't know what HBO expects to gain from this. I, every day I see more and more people talk about how they stopped watching the show. He used to be the reason that I paid for HBO after The Sopranos ended. Now I don't even watch the show. I've tried recently. I, I can't make through it half the time. It's insane. I don't know. What I do know is I got to get out of here. We are over time, my friends. We will be back with a lot more content this week, obviously the the regular show, but I'll probably do some uh, impromptu live streams. We got a bunch of different things going on. I very much want to thank Artie and Dan and Jack in the chat, everybody who's watching. Please like, follow, subscribe, share my videos. 
check out the podcast. We've got an incredible podcast everywhere that you find podcasts. I don't know. Check it out. I really appreciate it. It's the Mad Major Show. We'll talk to you later.